0: Welcome, everyone. I'm Sandra Bargeman. A few years ago, I wrote and performed a solo show called The Edge of Every Day, which was an exploration of the rough edges and contradictions we all face and grapple with. The show hit a nerve, and the relevance of the topic would only grow over time more than I could have foreseen. So, here we are, Real Talk with Real People. Sharing stories and perspectives that spark provocative invitations to leap out of what's safe. On the Edge of Every Day. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. We are live in the hive. And thank you for joining me on this, the 23rd episode of the Edge of Every Day here on talkradio.nyc. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, and for those of you who don't know me yet, I encourage you to check out my bio on talkradio.nyc, or of course you can visit my website, sandrabargman.com. And please tune into any of my previous episodes with my inspiring guests. In a nutshell, this show is about celebrating triumphs, pushing boundaries, and exploring rough edges. Through conversations and shared stories with friends and colleagues, it's my hope that we can begin to understand our edges. And what I mean by edges is those places where we are fearful, those places where we're resistant to change those places where paradoxes and contradictions live in our beliefs and in our understandings, both about ourselves and the world around us, those places where we don't want to look. Listen, we live in turbulent times, and we are coming to understand that life simply isn't black or white. It must be an embrace of both. And the more we recognize our own edges and get real about them, the more we can help others to do the same. And that, I fully believe, can help to change the world. So thanks again for tuning in. And without further ado, it is time to introduce our guest this evening. Nicole Ansari Cox is an internationally acclaimed actor, writer, producer, and an award-winning director. Born and raised in Germany, Nicole began her career in her teens in Germany, appearing in television, feature films, and on stage. Her first professional engagement was with the repertory company Neumarkt Theater in Zurich. Following this, she joined the famed Théâtre de Soleil under the direction of Ariane Mnouchkine in Paris and on a European tour. Her next steps led to being a guest star at the Public Theater in Vienna in leading roles, multiple arthouse movies and TV shows, including HBO's Deadwood. She continued on to London's West End and Broadway, performing with her husband Brian Cox and creating a home base in New York. And Ansari co-produced two feature films, Blumenthal, a comedy in the New York theater world, starring her husband, Brian Cox, and the thriller As Good As Dead with Andy McDowell. Adding to her CV as co-producer and director is the short documentary Padim at PS3 about the arts program in an NYC public school and the web series Messi. Messi has garnered numerous awards on the festival circuit, including Best Director and Best Dramedy at the British Web Awards, Best Web Series at the New York International Film Awards, and Best Web Series at the Chicago Independent Film Awards. As a director, Nicole has also worked with Rubin Museum of Art and NY Women in Film. Nicole's lifelong interest in the healing arts brought her to study and train with some of the great teachers of our time. She's a certified yoga therapist, a kundalini instructor, a pre- and postnatal yoga teacher, and a life coach. And Nicole is the founder of Actors Rising, a program for actors and speakers merging the spiritual path with the creative arts. Hello and welcome, Nicole. And sorry. Hello, hello. How that much
1: did sounds th- so
0: so much. And that's like the tip of the oh. iceberg, everyone. For those of you listening in, I had to whittle it down to that. Well, I so love reading off people's CVs. It's an enjoyment for me. I don't like to make it real quick. I like to include all the details, in which we're going to touch upon in our conversation. But it's a pleasure. Just a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me, Sam. I love your podcast.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, so Nicole and I met at a wonderful empowerment conference in New York City. I was about to say here in New York City, but actually I'm not in New York City. I'm tuning in from my place in the Catskill Mountains um, at the Javits Center, and we took We took to one another and discussed possibly me being a part of one of your businesses that we'll touch upon when we get to your home business as well. Um, One of the great things about doing a podcast, Nicole, is I get to really dive in and do a lot of, of research. And I love doing the research on my guests. And I came away blown away by the theme that just runs through every single thing that you've been a part of everything i listened to everything i read everything i looked into was about your mission drive is about uplifting women is about social justice issues is about knowing yourself more deeply yeah. and that that's and storytelling the theme throughout this entire conversation that we're going to have this evening
1: Absolutely. They used to call me the Social Nicky when I was uh, um, uh, growing up in Germany and, uh, and playing second base for the Cologne Dodgers. They, I had the nickname the Social Nikki." <laughs>
0: oh, that's cute. So, so you've, you've had the, um, from a very young age, you've, you've had this activist streak. I mean, I'm sure you popped out of the womb wanting to act.
1: Uh, well, it, it only took five years. At five, I declared, this is what I want to do, although I didn't know what it was, but I, um, I was um, in kindergarten and mm. uh, they, they needed, uh, they didn't have the prop for the fire in Rumpelstiltskin, so the teacher asked if I would be the fire and I stood up and did this and the audience was going wild and I said, whatever this is, like, I could feel it, the, the, I, I want to do this. You know,
0: you plugged into being on the stage. You just right. the heightened sense of self. I love it. Five years old, I love it. it. Happened to me when I was six. <laughs> like just being on stage and knowing this is where I want to be. And I love that you played fire, you played passion. Yes. Your first role was passion.
1: Yes. I'm a Scorpio.
0: Oh, well, there. Here's my shocked face. <laughs> 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 I love it. So, so you. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on your background because there's so much out there that really talks about your background and there's so much that I want to dive into but tell us just quickly about a bit of your training and how you came to uh, New York and your life
1: um, so I grew up in Germany uh, mm. with a German mother and an Iranian father and uh, I knew I wanted to act from a young age and they supported me in that so at age nine I had my first um, after-school drama club and um, you know we started to perform then
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: um, age 11 was my first television so I started to do television in Germany and um, I, I went to Switzerland as you said you know started in repertory and uh, all of a sudden, I was bored. I did one movie in the lead in Germany, and and I was bored, and I couldn't figure it out. So I thought, let me go back to studying. And um, so I went to New York to study with Uta Hagen and oh, at HB Studios, and also with Susan Batson and at the Actor Studio. Um, and I found that this inside-out acting. Uh, that that the American way, you know, um, not necessarily method, although I studied that, um, uh, worked better for me.
0: Interesting. Yeah. And better than outward.
1: Yes, I mean, um, everything has changed these days. But in those days in Europe, it was still very much from the outside. Uh, yeah. So it was declamation more than... Right. Being it and bringing and feeling it and getting magnetizing the
0: intention behind it.
1: That's right. So drawing people in rather than uh, uh, going out, Uh, and I think both are in the theater are necessary and important. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I learned first at the stage school of dance and drama in Hamburg. Um, I learned that I don't want to be a musical uh, uh, theater actress. Yeah. And um, and then went into into uh, just you know straight plays and and straight drama.
0: I want to get into the before our commercial break. We have three of them for those of you who are listening in. I want to dive into something uh, your recent success off Broadway uh, at the Here Arts Center, a play by Stefano Massini, who of the Lehman trilogy fame, um, called seven minutes i was supposed to have been in the audience and to have witnessed your wonderful performance but unfortunately due to covid that night needed to be um canceled and and i could not attend another performance but i did want to touch in on this because i was so intrigued and so disappointed to have missed it about tell the our audience what this was about
1: So this was a production of Waterwell Theatre in in conjunction with Working Theatre of Stefano Mussidi who wrote the Lehman Trilogy. And um, it's a a show about 11 female identifying uh, factory workers who have to vote on a moratorium. And they have to vote whether it would be okay for them at a corporate takeover to take seven minutes off their 15-minute break and um you know it sounds like okay for for a lot of them including my character i played the iranian immigrant mm. and um and we had union workers in every show it was a show that was show include like activism it was for yes. activism it was on fire every night we were probably the most diverse cast that new york city has ever seen on stage and had great write-ups in, you know, YouTube. oh,
0: fantastic reviews, just one after another. It was the ticket. Yeah. A and, great, great um, success.
1: Yeah, and it 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 was sold out once people understood what this was. It was so, completely sold out, and we had to cancel a few shows because two people um, got COVID. Yeah. Oh
0: my God, I wonder how long that's going to be with us. But it's yeah. it's our new normal, and we'll we'll navigate it as we need to. But that's a good place for us to take a break. When we come back, we are going to talk with Nicole. I have one more question about this performance, uh, about the character that she played and what it meant to her uh, the playing this character arc. And then we'll move into to her award-winning web series, Messy, when we come back with Nicole Ansari on the Edge of Every Day. Stay tuned, everyone. on the edge of everyday and we are back with Nicole and Sari so the question that i wanted to ask for you ask of you is as i was reading these reviews and so missing seeing the performance but imagining you with an iranian father and knowing that he is n- not with us any longer of playing an iranian character who has come from a country that is a theocracy and is now facing the downfall of the democracy in the country she's now living in. And I I couldn't help but just be blown away by the opportunity and the internal work that you as an actress got to do with that particular role, the ravaging that we're seeing of our democracy with the threat of theocracy, with the threat of capitalism, that is you know, not only ruining our democracy but devastating our planet. Can you speak to us about that?
1: Yes. So um, my um, father passed away very recently, um, about five months ago, on October 17th last year. And I was mm-hmm. with him when he passed. So it was, mm-hmm. um, in a nutshell it was absolutely life changing i will never be mm-hmm. the same and i was very close to him i'm gonna, just going to show you his lovely face it's,
0: uh, oh my tenderest condolences nicole i so know he's gorgeous
1: thank you he he really this is this is him <laughs> no. and um it was a profound experience and i actually had an offer to uh, to do a movie to do a horror comedy And uh, I decided against it, although it was a big, bigger paycheck. It was a bigger role Mm. um, in terms of lines, you know. Um, But here I had the opportunity to really dive deep into my roots and who I am and where I come from. And also do something that is more of who I am, social justice. Um, is is a very important part of my life. It's uh, um, it's 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 something organic. I don't have to like go out and 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 demonstrate to um, to to be part of that. And Mahtab, uh, which was the character's name, um, was um, very Iranian. Uh, mm-hmm. She really was an immigrant. She only came here 12 years ago comes from a very different background than me and so um what the wonderful director may anteo uh, made happen for all of us is we placed all of our loved ones that have passed or that we wanted there in the audience (sighs) we took a moment and said okay this is where my aunt is sitting this is where my father is sitting and i had him in a very particular place so when i um finally, when Matab finally speaks her mind at the end, which is a pivotal moment in uh, in the play, um like a Deus ex machina moment um mm-hmm. i and I would speak the word Iran and you know everything is lined up. I came from another world, I left another world in Iran every time I said the word Iran my tears would just, you know, fill up in, in in my eyes. And I could...
0: And your ancestors were with you?
1: ...presence. It was a really, really profound experience. And um, all of the actors were just absolutely mind-blowing. And I think we're all friends for life. Mm. Um, it, it was a very bonding experience. What a communal
0: experience, which is what we as actors look for in the theater. Those yeah. of us, well, I shouldn't say just those of us who who really also consider it our spiritual path, but I, I think maybe the 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 willingness to call it communal might be an easier fit for those of us who would call it akin to our spiritual path as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm.
0: Well, I'm sorry I missed it. And again, my condolences about your father. And is there some future plans for it before I move into Messi?
1: Well, um, we don't know yet. I was approached by somebody in Philly, but I haven't even spoken to the producers and the director about it. So we'll see.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, we will stay tuned and watch your beautiful social media and find out. (laughs) Thank you. All right, we're going to switch gears now. We're going to go to some comedy, some dramedy. Yes, and we're going to talk about Messy, your award-winning web series Messy that was ju- that just played, just had a, a screening. Um, am I correct at, down in the village um, at the
1: socially relevant film festival, and we also won uh, uh, an award for ingenuity i won best director um uh for that
0: oh fabulous okay so let's let's paint let's talk about what messy is messy was written by your she's your friend first and foremost yes uh
1: well she became my friend i really didn't know her much um, we knew each other from school from ps3 um the uh uh, school uh, the art school that I was talking about in the oh, okay. documentary I made um, we knew each other from school and uh, she approached me she originally wanted me to be in it and um, when we read it all the actors all I could hear in my head was I want to direct this and <laughs> I could see the whole thing in front of my eyes and and she kept looking at me because It was literally, my eyes were going, oh, oh yeah, this is how it is. And I couldn't help it. It was just natural. And the next day she called me and said, would would you like to direct this?
0: Was this your first time directing?
1: It was the first time in a more long form. I directed two uh, short films and, you know, um, little plays here and there, but never a long, you know.
0: Long term, yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode. And having to vision it long-term with episodes and things. Yeah. So let's talk about what what's the premise of messy.
1: Yeah, so Kate Warren um, used her own life and her own experience <laughs> as just... somebody who um, uh, didn't yet get a divorce, but separated from her husband. They couldn't afford to live apart, so they stayed in the same apartment, but started dating other people. Oh, my
0: God. Comic gold.
1: Yes. So... Basically, she used the tragedy of her life and made it a comedy, a dark dramedy, I would say, because there are sad moments, of course, as well.
0: Absolutely. Um, and really poignant. And I, I think really what struck me the most about it, well, I'm sure everyone, it's not like this was an unusual reaction, but, but this, the watching of a, of a woman... And even strong women, even very, very fiercely strong independent women can feel as if they lose themselves. And I I would venture to say probably everyone that's in a relationship, a long-term relationship, struggles with this sense of losing oneself. But I think it's more prominent in women that even if you're fiercely independent, you go through a point in your relationship where you oh my god it happened to me too
1: yes especially if there is uh, children involved
0: yeah, yeah 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 Yeah. so so how was it how was it directing how did you enjoy were the there's some fantasy what what I love is also it's woven in and it's a really diverse cast it's just side-splittingly funny and so how was it to weave in these these fantasy elements? Was that your idea? Was that part of the writing? So was, that that was that co-created?
1: All, that was all in the script. It was co-created in the way that um, I directed it, of course, because uh, Kate wrote um, these moments in, in the beginning, in the first five episodes. It's all in her head. After the five episodes, which we haven't yet come to, um, she actually goes out and meets these men. But in the first five episodes, these men who are first on the screen that she swipes left and right pop up. They all of a sudden, you know, hear a ping and, and there's a guy in the bathroom. Or the plumber turns into the guy um, that is just texting her to and sending her dick pics, you know. <laughs> So it, it 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 is really about how technology and this uh, new way of dating can infiltrate your life and mm-hmm. mess with your life. Um, like she, you know, she doesn't hear a phone. Her son gets hurt. The husband is is like you. You didn't pick up. Right. While she was scrolling left and right in her. Not.
0: You know, Doing her wifely duty that he has no (laughs)
1: duty that he's used
0: to doing, but can't, yeah, can't have from her anymore. Oh no, it's just, just side splitting. And, and, and the men, oh my God, the casting of the men must have just been a blast. They are hilarious. Oh, you're
1: talking about the the catwalk. Yeah. What do we call the catwalk? Yeah. Yes, indeed. The catwalk. When she downloads the app and, and the men all appear, it's, uh, yeah. It's wonderful. Um, this was all written by Kate Warren. I mean, she's really brilliant in, in, in her writing and also in her, um, uh, you know, playing the lead, playing herself mm. and she's unapologetically, uh, funny and sometimes gross and edgy and, uh, and earthy, earthy and,
0: and willing know. to just put it out there. And so her vulnerability comes through immensely. Yeah. 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 Just the 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 complete tizzy that she's been thrown into and her the, the mix, the masterful cocktail of vulnerability and anger and disbelief and and turn on and sexual excitement. I mean, it's just intoxicating.
1: Yeah, it's, it's about the reawakening of the sexual passion in a woman of a certain age. Indeed. And, um, uh, just so people know, it's on YouTube yes. uh, right now, Messy, the web series. If you type that in, you will find it.
0: Wonderful p- place for us to take a break. When we come back, we'll find out what the future is of Messy. Before we then move into Actors Rising and all of the spiritual work That Nicole has been involved in and the business that she has created. When we come back on the edge of every day with Nicole Ansari. Stay tuned, everyone. And we are back with the creative force that is Nicole and sorry. <laughs> we are back with the creative force Uh-oh. that is Nicole and sorry. I'm hearing, yeah. We are back with the creative Got it. All right. So before we move into um, Actors Rising, um, what where can we what's the future? What what are you working on in terms of the next steps with Messi?
1: Well we're hoping to be able to to sell it uh, to you know one of the big streaming platforms either as a concept to be redone. hopefully somehow we'll, we will be involved um, or to raise enough money to make more episodes.
0: yeah, yeah and so have a bigger on, budget.
1: We are on the you know on you're the, on the edge we are on the edge yeah. <laughs> as as every
0: as every creative is in every moment on the edge of every day yeah well much luck with that to both of you all of you thank you all the creative
1: team we We still have a kickstarter if people want to chip in any amount would be great okay
0: and what's what's the uh, link for that should can you provide that now or can you just send it to me and i can make sure to put it in the show notes
1: I think if you do kickstarter dot com uh, and uh slash messy the web series, or you know I can give it to you at the end
0: yeah, and we'll provide it in the notes for the for the show terrific mm-hmm. Thank you. okay, so let's move on to actors rising and um tell us the your well, let's start with your first inklings, your first spiritual yearnings that led you into you know your trip to India and your yoga. I know that you and I have talked. We've we both felt very empathic and psychic as young people, so yeah. we can start there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've always been interested in, I guess, mysterious things, <laughs> um, and I I, I was uh, uh, very psychic when I was a child. Mm. Um, uh, I, I I do remember. Um, at parties, you know, talking to people and going, why are you not, you know, why are you cheating on her? You know, like things like that. But no. Oh, you know, (laughs) I just knew what was going on or why are you being with other people? You know, I I didn't know what cheating was. I can't remember the phrasing, but that was very clear and when i went into my came into my teens um i was interested in astrology and tarot and all of this stuff mm. it was really um it it was ah uh, oh, what's her name uh the the actress uh
0: Shirley MacLaine.
1: Shirley MacLaine. it was Shirley MacLaine's book that um made me go wow what's yeah. going on because she got cured of a rare cancer by um uh, this guy in brazil you Mm -hmm. know by this faith healer john of god and um so that got me really interested i i I read louis hay and right shakti
0: gawain
1: yes all of this i got into all of that um and when i was about 18 and i went into the repertory company um i I previously was introduced to this group um to this indian uh group with a living guru um, and meditation and yoga and uh i just had this thing i wanted to meet her Mm. because it bugged me that i felt that gurus was not for me but at the same time i felt this strong pull so i i just booked a trip to india i went there for two weeks and had a complete transformation i did this intensive there got what they call shaktipat the awakening of the spiritual energy Mm. and um really really understood um my place in the world in a way for the for, for for like a tiny glimpse of a moment I Mm -hmm. became a speck in the universe and the speck was surrounded by other specks that were all just filled with the most divine love Mm -hmm. and I knew that was me that was part of me and part of my birthright and I wanted to experience that more so I really got into yoga and meditation Mm -hmm. very young age Mm -hmm. and um, dare I say I think it saved me a, in so many ways in going in directions that would be just a distraction and um i uh i was working with um with people who weren't into spirituality at all right but experienced my, uh, the first suicide of one of the actors in that company. A lot of them were alcoholics. And, um, they don't call it spirits for nothing. This kind of started where I felt drawn to spiritual life. And in the beginning, it felt like there was always a split. Like I had to choose either the nihilistic way of the theater Right, or the spiritual path. Right, and with the years, what happened? You know, I was always more interested. I would say, ultimately, in 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 self knowledge. Yes. In in really know thyself. Understanding who I am, and and why I am here, and um, and there were times in which I found it in the art where it merged, and there were times that it felt like, oh, this is really not what I need to be doing right now. I just want to go and meditate. Mm -hmm. Why do I have to stand on stage and do this silly play? So there came a point in which these two paths merged for me Mm -hmm. and were no longer a contradiction because, frankly, the world was ready for it. Yes. So I was no longer being mocked because I have to say a lot of my colleagues mocked me. Yeah, I thought you
0: were probably woo woo.
1: Exactly for being woo woo and oh, she is an Indian. She's guru. a little flaky. Oh, she's a vegetarian no longer, <laughs> but uh, for many many years. Hmm. So um, I was mocked a lot in in intellectual circles. Sure. Like oh, she 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 must be a simple, one. otherwise you know why why would you be interested in that. And then the path merged for me, and I thought, oh my god! So I did, you know, years and years of training in yoga, in yoga therapy. Um, really, um, hand was able to handpick my teachers, and yeah. um, and and sometimes explore for a long time. You know, going to India, going on silent retreats, and and doing all this inner work. And there came a point when. Maybe altogether eight people I knew had committed suicide. All actors. Um, where I thought, you know, the thing that that we don't really work with so much is mental health in our profession. And
0: um, well, it's also a bit celebrated. Mental health, like craziness, is a little bit celebrated. In a, you know, yeah, up- uplifted. True. Oh my God, how creative is that?
1: yes absolutely um so um I, I wanted to help performers really find uh, um find solace find mm. healing um and um grounding self find grounding Um, with um, techniques that I had learned over the years. And I thought, you know, not everybody has the interest, has the time, has the money to invest in all of these trainings. Why don't I offer it? It Right, and with the,
0: the perspective of how it can help with stage fright, with anxiety, with the things, with the darker aspects that can plague a creative...
1: Yeah, I I used to suffer from stage fright so much that I almost gave up uh, the profession. Wow! I, I, I would be frightened to death. Literally, feel like I would be mauled to death um, before I went on stage. The moment I was on stage, I it was everything. of course you were at home. <laughs> I, I was at home, but before the hour before was hell every yeah. time. And uh, once I started meditating and and, uh, pranayama, learning to use my breath, I learned how to calm my nervous system.
0: So when did you start Actors Rising?
1: Um, That was during lockdown. Brilliant. um, Yeah, during lockdown. Really, it was something... Um, For me, really, the profession, and um, uh, this might be, uh, for some people, cultural appropriation, so I just want to put that out there. Uh, For me, an actor, in the best sense, uh, an actor who really has this kind of depth and dedication, is a shaman.
0: Oh, my. Oh.
1: Right? It is the
0: ancient roots of theater. You are channeling the gods and the goddesses. You are channeling the, the collective wisdom. Of, yes, spirits, indeed, you are shaman. Characters, this is uh, not appropriation.
1: Types, etc., etc. Indeed. And and so this uh, shamanic work, um, you have to be a master really at at um, uh, at handling your emotions, mm. and not everybody is able to do that. Yes. But oftentimes, the the actors who are the most empathetic and the most um, lucid in their emotions, um, really go to pieces. They they don't know what to do with it. So um, we also never get taught how to get out of character. Indeed, the body doesn't can't um, uh, uh, make the distinction between real and fake tears. Yeah, that alone just tells you everything right there. Mm-hmm. So if I'm playing a mass murderer, I'm taking on something that you know could change my nervous system and can change my psychology so so you have to be really careful of what you're working with and 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 what you're saying yes to what Mm. energy and what frequency are you're inviting into your life and then have the knowledge and the understanding of how to let go yes
0: so, you work with actors in, and speakers and people who want to command the stage or to have some sort of presentation or life or beingness on stage that wants to plug into that heightened sense of self. Yes. That is the ancient tradition of yes. being on stage. Yes. And so it's an online community, yes?
1: Yes, yes. Um, to be honest, i i started it but i haven't really launched it properly yet so it it is something that i would but it's a
0: glorious idea
1: get to um after after the edinburgh french yes Yes, indeed perfect
0: (laughs) well you know the great thing is is that this is an ongoing growth for this kind of thing it never ends this is the nature of know thyself the ancient greek maxim with never-ending spiral of knowing oneself but that's a perfect place for us to take a break we're going to talk about the edinburgh festival we're going to talk about all kinds of wonderful things that nicole's up to next when we come back on the edge of every day so stay tuned everybody
1: Hey, buddy, it's Tommy D, the Nonprofit Sector Connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on TalkRadio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on TalkRadio.nyc. In a post covid world, you may have many unanswered
0: questions regarding your health. are listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Chipping around, kick my brain to the ground. These are the days it never rains, but it falls on the On the edge. edge. Of every day, and we are back with Nicole and Sari Cox. Before we dive into what she's doing next, I quickly wanted to mention that April is uh, National Volunteer Month, and I wanted to do a lovely little plug for a group that I volunteer with. It's called VocalEase, Inc. Vocal V O C A L E S E A S E N Y dot org. Uh, It's a group uh, that goes into elder care facilities and nursing homes. It's the best of Broadway singers and the cabaret that go into these homes and provide live cabaret performances of it and uh, of of music. And it's extraordinary to watch the elders who have Alzheimer's or, or don't get around, don't have an opportunity to see live performances at all, anymore, to see them transformed and moved, and this made me think of a, a movie that I had just seen in doing my research with Nicole, Um movie, it came out in 2019, that she did with her husband Brian Cox and Bruce Dern about a gentleman that goes into a nursing home with a woman who has to follow a woman that he has loved in his past, that is now struggling with Alzheimer's, that he wants to go and be with. And to have watched you, Nicole, in that film, witnessing that scenario and the beauty of the performance, the luminous performance of Carline was just, and you were marvelous, and your husband was marvelous. It was just a moving, very tender movie.
1: Yes, yes. It was uh, directed by a Spanish director called Martin Rosette, um, it's called Remember Me, and um, I think it's a it's a really touching uh, film, and uh, it's a, also like a dramedy, I would say, right? Oh, t-
0: totally, yeah, absolutely, awesome. very, very tender. But you know, those of us with aging parents who are facing Alzheimer's, or th- who want to volunteer with that kind of a group, it's it's a, a, a very tender and timely message. It was for me, and my father had Alzheimer's, so. Yeah, it was quite something. But um, so I did want to plug that and share that beautiful moment. And remember me is streaming on Amazon Prime. So let's shall we talk about Edinburgh Festival and she her first? Yeah. Tell us about that. Set that stage.
1: So uh, last year uh, in August, I was given uh, the uh, stage at Performance Space for the 21st Century, PS21 short. It is in Chatham, New York, in upstate New York, a state of the art theater, um, absolutely gorgeous architecture. And um, uh, I was given the stage, and and the artistic director, Elena Sianko, said, do you want to do something? I said, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I can't tell you yet what, but I will create something already. <laughs> yes. I knew I wanted to work with women. I knew mm. I wanted an authentic voice. Um, I didn't want to do a play about characters that I invented. I wanted to do something that is more immediate, especially with the pandemic. And I wanted to hear women's stories because our story, our stories are... Emerging
0: Indeed. finally,
1: finally, but, uh, for thousands of years, they have been uh, um, repressed or not been told because history has been written by men. Yeah, and so, um, uh, this is a great opportunity for us, um, to finally take um, take the ban, take control. And the the take time control. is, the, and you guys are finished,
0: <laughs> you're finished, it's our turn. <laughs> we have a lot to clean up. We have a lot. Why do you think i do this podcast? It's that same intention. You know, yeah, the, the stories, the, the the stories are, and now is the time for us to speak up and out.
1: Yes, absolutely. Glorious.
0: Yeah. So uh, you have a cast of?
1: I uh, It was a cast of eight women. And the way that I found them was also non-traditional. I wanted to work mm. with uh, the feminine. So I did it in the most feminine way, namely I just meditated and saw who popped up, not in, thinking in terms of oh I need a woman of that age and I need a woman of that age, but I thought just who has touched me in you know recently and who has a story that I feel needs to be told. So not all of them were hundred uh, uh, percent performers all time. Um, I have a poet, Antoinette Cooper, who is an incredible writer and also performer, but um, she kept popping up and she is a Yoruba priestess, which is Ah. uh, of Nigeria, of Mm -hmm. her ancestors. And uh, she was in training during that time. She was in a Buddhist retreat and I kept poking her like, hey, what are you doing? When are you coming out? I need you. I love this. And uh, she said, I knew that I had to be back on stage, but I didn't know how. And when you called me and I heard the message, I was like, okay. Oof. <laughs> okay.
0: Full body chills.
1: So um, so this is how it happened. Michelle Joyner, with whom I'm doing the approach next at Shakespeare and Company in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a no-brainer. She's also in upstate New York. Um, uh, I mean, she's in Great Barrington, Massachusetts, but close to, to my house in upstate New York. And, um, you know, the, the other women I found like this uh, this beautiful violin duo, uh, Bean Lee and, and her daughter, Liza Lube, and Kate Rigg. Uh, she's a comedian. And, and then we have Nova Scott James, who's an uh, African-American filmmaker and shapeshifter. <laughs> she's really very witchy as well <laughs> the women had something witchy for sure <laughs> I would say. of course yes, yes yes for sure um and my friend Melis acker who is a turkish actress and incredible playwright mm. um, she's doing for ars Nova's, uh, uh, doing something for ars nova soon so um I, I found these women and the way we worked was on zoom i prompted them in different writings So let's talk about the body, what you have on the body. And then the speaking baton would go around the room. Mm. And it would become very clear what resonated with one person and what didn't. Yes. And so the stories emerged like this. I would say, you know, being what you were talking about, about apology, can you go into that? Yeah. And so we had the monologues. And I have a deep love for eight millimeter movies. So I, I did some video art with their images um, that was also part of it. And then the music, you know. And, and in the end, um, uh, we had a moment of crisis where I took everybody to a lavender field where we were being uh, serenaded by a gongs and bowls and sound healing. And after that, I went to the sound healer Glendy Young, who's also in upstate and said, "What are you doing in the next two weeks?" <laughs> he was hired as well. so she-
0: <laughs> perfect, perfect. So all of this is going to
1: well, um so the, I, I made I created the concept while we were working together, and um, then I was invited to bring this to Edinburgh to the French Okay. To the assembly rooms, which is really one of the best venues there, and um, I'm I'm bringing three of the original cast, and I'm casting the rest in Edinburgh. So I okay. found um, because that makes sense. new I knew people would not be available, like everybody. You know, is this disp- well? And it's
0: a lot to bring over there as well. Yeah, oh,
1: a lot to bring over. So it's perfect the way the the way it's working out. I found incredible musicians there. Um, I'm also bringing a trans woman in from there, a Scottish um, African actress that I've known for many, many years who has been struggling with mental health. Um, mm. So she um, is going to be talking about that. So I wanted to create something that is absolutely feminine in the way that it was created. Yes. And that the show itself is like a healing.
0: Is a healing, it speaks to so many issues, it teaches, it uplifts, Mm -hmm. it transforms.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And that is how we spoke at the beginning. That is the thread that I saw in all of your work. Just incredible, just beautiful, Nicole. Well, we only have a couple of minutes, so I don't know that we're going to get to plug a bunch of other things. Quickly, quickly, let's talk about the approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you want to talk about something else, you got too many.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, so, so next, I'm doing this play called The Approach by Mark <laughs> by Mark O'Roe. Uh, It's an Irish play. I'm doing it in an Irish accent, of course. Um, so it's going to be very interesting. I'm doing it with Michelle Joyner and Lizzie Leader and the um, wonderful uh, uh, Tina Packer Packard. Packard. Yes at shakespeare and company with uh, mark farrell um being associate director um and filming the whole thing so we well, are fantastic. starting may 6th and we will perform the whole month of may from thursdays till sundays at oh. uh, uh in lennox massachusetts at shakespeare and company yes. it's an incredible play three women talking <laughs> really It's about the patriarchy and how the patriarchy has kept them just bound, you know. Um, The men are not in the room, but they're very present. Um, As
0: patriarchy wants to be. Yes. Yeah, but we're, we're working on that, and you're working very hard on it with all of your projects and all of your activism and your great, fierce spirit, Nicole. And
1: some wonderful men. And some
0: wonderful men, indeed. Really
1: understand that the shift is happening. And And
0: are comfortable and desirous of it. Comfortable with and desirous of it. Yes,
1: absolutely.
0: Well, on that note, I'm going to say where we can find you. Nicole Ansari, N-I-C-O-L-E-A-N-S-A-R-I dot com. And you can find links and interviews and all of the work that you are up to on your website. Yeah, I have I've that. also included messy the web series a link that will be in the notes and anything else that we've talked about of course will be in the notes.
1: Yeah and you can follow me on Instagram. Uh,
0: yes all... you are ubiquitous on yes you have a great presence on social media and yes so and it's your name it's yeah. not something okay. I thank you so much for being on my show. It's been such a deep honor and pleasure to spend time with you.
1: It was just absolutely wonderful to talk to you. I could talk for hours with you.
0: Indeed, and we shall. I hope so. And for those of you who are listening in, thank you again for spending this time with me. Remember, you are always at the edge of the miraculous. Until we see each other again next week, take good care.